to the Lee Mack Show, please welcome this week's special musical guest, it's Andy Bell! It's not the way you leave me by the hand into the bedroom. It's not the way you throw your clothes on the bathroom floor. Been thinking about you, just couldn't wait to see. Fling my arms around you to be falling ecstasy. Ooh, sometimes the truth is harder than the pain inside. Yeah, ooh, sometimes it's a broken heart that decides. Ooh, sometimes the truth is harder than the pain inside. Yeah, ooh, sometimes. It's a broken heart that decides. Andy Bell. Backed, of course, by the brilliant Steve Brown. So, how have you been, Steve? Not great. Been lying awake trying to stop myself from sleeping. So I've been having these dreams, horrible dreams, where I'm doing things. <laughs> things I shouldn't be doing. <laughs> Steve Brown, ladies and gentlemen! <laughs> True story, that. <laughs> Just to chat, I was checking at the beginning of the show. Uh, give me a cheer if you're British. Hey. Give me a not cheer if you're not British. Hey. One person clapping, whereabouts in the States are you from? <laughs> See, in America, you've just got different meanings for words, haven't you? Like different insults, for example. You know, like we, we do two fingers when we're telling people to go away. It's an afternoon show, I have to say it this way. Uh, you just give one middle finger. And uh, it's actually an interesting fact connected, but I don't know if you know the reason why we do two fingers and you do one. Uh, it says a lot about our culture differences, actually. The reason why we do two fingers, it comes from Agincourt in the 15th century. Apparently, the French soldiers used to capture the English soldiers and they cut off their two fingers, uh, and that stopped them from using the bow and arrows again in, in battle. So when they were released, they couldn't fight, which is an interesting fact. It's not funny, but I'm just trying to educate you. <laughs> um, and uh, similarly, uh, the reason why you give one middle finger says a lot about your culture. That means, sit on that and swivel round! It's just a cultural <laughs> difference, really, I suppose. But, um, you see, when you go abroad and you do gigs, you have to change, the, change your, your jokes, which is always interesting. I was in Australia recently and I did a joke. And you know that time of year when you have to change the clock on your watch? You have to change the watch because of the summertime thing. I was in Australia, true story this, I was checking out of a hotel and I wasn't sure if we had to, do, you know, which forward or backwards. I wasn't sure. So I got, to the, uh, I got to the thing as I was checking out and I said to the bloke, do I have to put the clocks back? And uh, he said, you know, we don't mind you nicking the flannels, don't take the piss. Um, and then he said, uh, he said, what do you mean put the clocks back? I said, you know, the summertime thing. And he went, no, 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 mate, daylight savings. Now, I'd never heard of daylight savings. I genuinely thought that daylight savings was the opposite of daylight robbery. <laughs> I've been making a right idiot myself all week. I, I've been going into shops going, really, 50 cents for a Cornetto. That is daylight savings. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to welcome our regular guest. And what can I say about this woman that hasn't already been said by hundreds of lonely Russian sailors? <laughs> With £8.50 to throw at the problem. Please welcome Angela McHale! 
Why do you always do that? Do what? Those intros that suggest I'm available for money. Hey, don't knock it. Free advertising. <laughs> anyway, I don't always do it. Yes, you do. So far, over the last two years, we've had Love by Millions. She's not been on TV, but she's been loved by millions. A big laugh. We've had She's got one of the toughest agents in showbiz. I say agent, I mean pimp. <laughs> and my all-time favourite, please welcome my regular guest. You may already know her, gents, because she's a prostitute. <laughs> I was running out of ideas that week a bit, wasn't I? There's a word for people like you. Do you know what that is? Cheeky. Risqué. Effervescent. Pert. Asian. No, it's no good. You'll have to tell me. Misogynist. I'm not a misogynist, you silly cow. I always know when you're on the defensive because you crack jokes. I think you've got issues. I've got loads at the side of my bed. Issues. <laughs> If you're not a misogynist, how come we've never had a female comedy guest on the show? Yes, we have. Who? Dolly Delicious. That was a drag act. Was it? That explains the stubble rash. <laughs> Dolly didn't have stubble rash. No, nope, but I did the next morning. <laughs> Maybe we should bring on the first guest. I've got an idea. Why don't you say, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome a man who gets paid loads of money for having sex with women. Well, I suppose they might believe it. It's radio after all, so they don't have to see his face. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's Jason Burns! Thank you, Lee. Thank you, Lee. Uh, hello. hello. I, I am Irish. Uh, I'm, I'm over here for about two weeks. I, I enjoy coming over here, though. You know, I, I, like, I like the English. Most people here are British. Uh, English, yes, there is. English, British, British, English. You are as miserable as the Irish. There's no doubt about it. You are begrudging shit, right? In America, if you get a new job, right, the whole street goes, he got a new job! Quick, let's have a barbecue! <laughs> Tony got a new job! Well done, Tony, in your new job. We're genuinely happy for you. Over here, your next door neighbour gets a new car, and he goes, I got a new car, did you? I hope you crash it. <laughs> I have to go inside and make love to my wife, and she's got a moustache! <laughs> but I, did, I, I am married, you know what I'm saying? How many people in this room are married with, with a hooray? Hooray! Only the women. That was a freaky reaction. <laughs> I can't wait to see the men going home after that tonight. <laughs> oh, I believe you're not married to me, is that right? <laughs> you wouldn't even cheer for a second, would you? <laughs> well, I'm never shaving this much stuff off now. <laughs> I didn't realise as well that when you got married, you weren't allowed to have girlfriends. You know, I don't mean... I don't mean the rubby bit, bit you know, not them. I mean, like, girlfriends, as in, like, do you want to go for a drink? Remember we were in college? Hooray! You're not allowed them anymore. Because when I got married, I came home, and my wife went, Oh, uh, your friend Fiona rang? <laughs> and I went, oh, yeah, yeah, what did you say to her? Oh, yeah, let me think, I remember it. Uh, oh, yeah, piss off! <laughs> I'm your best friend now, do you understand? <laughs> me! But it's, it's, <laughs> I don't know, no, I, I am happy, I'm happy, I am happy. 
But I'll, just, I'll tell you before I go, I have to, I have to say this, because I have a child, you know, and I, I had to go to a parent-teacher meeting. Yeah, they're quite scary, you know. And the job I do, you know, I, you know it's, it's a, and my son sees what I do, and he just goes, ha, ha, I can be mental, right? And I go, no, you have to be good. But what you do is silly, 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 so I'm going to copy you, right? So I had to go up to school, right, to the parent-teacher meeting, and I was terrified. I got into the classroom, right? There was a teacher sitting on the big teacher chair, and then you and the wife sit on two baby chairs, right? <laughs> And my wife, under her breath, was going, shut your mouth about the baby chairs, or I'll shove one up your arse, do you understand? Right? And the teacher just looked at me, and was going, oh, this is going to be bad news, bad news, right? And the teacher looked at me, and she went, you! And I went, yeah, your child is a beautiful child. I went, no, he's in yeah. He's a genius. He always finishes math first, always finishes English first, and he stays inside the lines whenever he does his art. We love him, we wish we had 25 of them, right? And I looked at my wife and I went, is that our child? <laughs> and she went, I don't care whose child it is, just take the certificate and get the hell out, shall I? <laughs> and that night, as true as I'm standing here, right, I was upstairs, laying on my bed, on my belly, watching the TV, right? Next minute, my six-year-old son comes running into the room, naked, right, okay? No clothes on, just looks at me and goes, Daddy, ha Right? He jumps up on the bed, presses my face right into the mattress, right? Gets his right leg, lifts it up over me, lobs down and sits on the back of my neck and sings, There's a willy on your neck, 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 there's a willy on your neck! I was just thinking, yeah, the teacher would love 25 of him! Can you imagine that phone call if he acted like that in school? Uh, bit of a problem here, Mr. Byrne. Your son is on my neck as we speak. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be Jason Byrne again! Jason Byrne and his amusing little comedy Irish hat and his little wellies with L and R written on them. Wasn't that amusing? Yeah, and yet when I do it, it's racist. What are the rules? <laughs> it's time to meet our musical guest, Andy Bell! You can ring my bell, Andy Bell. Andy Bell. When you say the words innovative, experimental, electro-synth, genius pop duo, there's only one band that springs to mind. But the Pet Shop Boys couldn't make it, so thanks for filling in. <laughs> now, let's start with the early days. According to your website, you were born April the 25th, 1964. That's right, in the Gables. The Gables? Isn't that where homosexual horses live? <laughs> no, that's the, that's the name of the hospital I was born in. Oh. And it also says that your parents were very young when they had you? Yeah, that's right. My mum was 17 and my dad was 19. Come on, young. I've been to Peterborough. <laughs> At that age, most people are thinking about grandchildren. Anyway, before you knew it, you'd moved to London and met Vince Clark, and the band Erasure was formed. It's an unusual name, Andy. What does it mean? Oh, it's an abbreviation of Andrew. <laughs> Actually, talking of names, someone told me yesterday that you're not the only Andy Bell in the music business. Yeah, that's right. I share my name with someone in Oasis. Oh, right. Which one? Andy Bell. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know him. Isn't he the one that can walk upright? Dear Radio 2, I'd like to complain about the representation of me and our kid as Neanderthal thugs. If it happens again, someone's going to get battered. 
Now, Andy, I believe you're uh, a big fan of ABBA. I am, yeah. In fact, we once recorded an EP of cover versions called ABBA-esque. Obviously, they're a great band with loads of brilliant songs, but which is your favourite? Oh, it's, that's quite difficult. I think they're all great. Um, but I reckon if pushed, I'd probably say the small one with the beard. <laughs> I mean, which song? Oh, oh, I see. Uh, <laughs> it's a tough choice. Well, it's not, is it? A tough choice is, shall we switch it off? Even if he wakes up, he'll never be able to juggle again. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on, which is your favourite? Oh, it's impossible to answer a question like that. I mean, who's your favourite band? Girls Aloud. <laughs> Brilliant little ditties. And which one... <laughs> And which is your favourite? Hmm. Actually, I see what you mean. It's difficult, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But if pushed, I'd probably say the small one with the beard. <laughs> so, Andy, are you still doing lots of live work? Yeah, I love it. We recently did about 50 dates on an acoustic tour. And then there's my solo stuff and, of course, the benefits. Yeah, when you say benefits, do you mean groupies, free butties? No, like benefits, charity gigs. Oh, I see. Well, that's good, because I'm actually organising a charity gig at the moment. It'd be great if you could uh, come and perform. Oh, what's the charity? Um, the money's going towards sick people in Eastern Europe. Sounds a bit vague to me. All right, Polish people. <laughs> all right, person. What do you mean, Polish person? Oh, all right, Polish builder. <laughs> I'm having this extension done. We're a little bit over budget. I thought you said he was sick. He is. He's gone out with his mum. <laughs> so... Andy, are you going to stick around with us and help us in the sketch? We're doing Jaws this week. I'm not sure exactly. There'll be a Richard Dreyfus character in it. So? Small man with a beard. <laughs> Let's get in the boat. Ladies and gentlemen, Andy Bell! When the shark bites with his teeth, dear. You must be the new chef. Do you want to read that again? Oh, sorry. <clears throat> You must be the new chief. <laughs> My name's Hooper. I'm from the oceanography department. Can I see the body? Sure. No, not your body. Oh, it's over there. I hope you've had your lunch. Is it gruesome? No, the beach canteen shot. <laughs> so what sort of shot did this? I would say... a big one with fins... <laughs> and pointy teeth, I'd say. We are going to have to close this beach. No one makes those sorts of decisions round here except me. Ah, hello, Mayor. Mayoress to you. Now, where's this body? Over there. Sorry, over there, S. <laughs> this beach stays open. Now, listen, you may be the mayor, but I'm the chief of police. So, as the Mexican wife beater once said, I'm shutting this beach up. I know your devious little game, Chief. This is so that you and your police chums can have the beach all to yourselves. Oh, don't be stupid. Like that crime scene at the fairgrounds. Hey, those rides needed testing. And that crime scene at the brothel. Now listen! <laughs> no, you listen, Sonny. You've not been to a British seaside resort before, have you? No. I'm allergic to candy floss and slags. <laughs> This town relies on the tourists. Anyway, we don't have sharks around here. Yeah, she's got a point. This is Blackpool. Yeah. 
But look at that body. He's been bitten in half. Well, you know what the girls are like around here. They've got big appetites. Maybe you drop some chips on his lap and they pounce. <laughs> look, how many more people have to be killed before you'll start listening? Three. <laughs> what? Well, all right, two and a dog. But that's my last offer. I've caught him, I've caught him, I've caught the shark. See, I knew... Well, that's the most unenthusiastic fisherman I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> See, I knew we'd be all right. That's not the shark that killed this man. How can you be so sure? Because it's a sardine. <laughs> I think he's right, mate. How do you know? Says on the tin. We'll close the beach for 24 hours, but if you haven't found someone to catch him, we'll reopen. And where are we going to find a man to do that? <coughs> Hang on, stop the sketch. Sound department, what was that? That was the sound of a man scratching his nails on a blackbird. <laughs> yeah. Has anyone actually seen this film apart from me? In Jaws, Robert Shaw scratches his nails on a blackboard. Just carry on. Where are we going to find a man to do that? I'll do it, but it'll cost you. Quince the name, quince the game. I'll find him for three, but I'll catch him and kill him for ten. Hang on, so basically for three grand, you'll go off in a boat, come back and say, yep, I saw him, honest. <laughs> Dolphin watch tours do that and then he charge £7.50. And you get free tea and biscuits. I say we pay him, but we're coming with you. Show me your hands! Those are city hands. Oh, well, uh, I'll wash them. <laughs> Said city hands. Oh. What about you, Chief? Fancy a fishing trip? Okay, but I warn you, I don't like water. Why is that, landlubber? I'll tell you why. It was 1973. There were hurricane warnings. Dad was unsure whether he should go out on the boat that day. I'll never forget my mum pleading with my dad. I know the weather's terrible, she said. But go and catch us some mackerel, please. I'm starving. And so, off he went. It's funny, he used to call the sea his mistress. He'd say she was feisty, sometimes unforgiving. Well, this time, it was even worse. She'd given him the clap. <laughs> but the thing is, Mum didn't believe him. She filled the bath up with water and drowned him. Let's get out there and catch this toothy son of a fish! Join us later for part two! Ladies and gentlemen, Andy Bell! I try to discover A little something to make me sweeter Oh, baby, refrain from breaking my heart. I'm so in love with you. I'll be forever blue. That you give me no reason. You know you make me work so hard. That you give me no, that you give me no, that you give me no, that you give me no soul.
So it's a good big night for me tonight. Um, my girlfriend's in the audience tonight. Or should I say fiancé? Doesn't bother me, she'll never marry him. <laughs> it's weird actually when you go out of the comedian, because I'll be honest with you, right? I, I am obsessed with comedy. I think about comedy all the time, right? I realise this is a true story. We're in Habitat, right? My girlfriend was just looking at this cupboard. She's looking at it and she's thinking, can we afford this cupboard? Hmm, is it the right size? Will it fit in? She was asking me all these questions. I hadn't listened to a word she said for five minutes. It dawned on me that I'd spent the whole time thinking, wouldn't it be funny if I got in that cupboard? <laughs> great, wouldn't it, when people are looking around, just sitting in there? Oh! <laughs> Sorry, Narnia's closed! <laughs> Meanwhile... Back in Blackpool. How are things going out there, love? Not great. Quint thinks I'm not tough enough to make it as a sailor. Have you got everything you need? Not really. There's no exfoliating cream or razors or bat waxes. Sounds like things are getting pretty hairy. 
Don't worry, sweetheart. Get the oven on. We're having shark fin soup for dinner tonight. We haven't got any corn Don't flour. Don't in the moment. <laughs> Over and out. I love you, Roger. What? I mean, I love you. Roger. <laughs> right, Quint. Can we just run through this plan one more time? Okay. The plan is to kill the shark. Right. <laughs> that seems to be fairly straightforward. Can I push you for any more details? I'm gonna harpoon the sucker. Isn't that octopuses? <laughs> what are you eating? Is that jelly? It's whale meat, landlubber. No need to be rude, blubber lubber. <laughs> Is everyone all right? I thought I heard someone drowning. Sorry, that was just me saying blubber lubber. <laughs> hey, Quint, uh, what's with that scar? My mum knitted it for me. Helps keep my neck warm. Yeah, why don't you wear it a bit lower down? I think it's affecting your hearing. It means the scar at the top of your arm. That's where I had a tattoo removed. <laughs> That's nothing. See that? I got that from a shark off the coast of Florida. How the hell did he hold the pen? <laughs> Not the tattoo, the scar! What about you, Chief? You got any tattoos? Just the one. It's a heart with an arrow through it. Helps remind me of my first love, Michelle. She died. Oh, I'm sorry, Chief. What happened? She was shot through the heart with an arrow. <laughs> you know the thing about a shark, Chief? He's got lifeless eyes. Black eyes like a doll's eyes. When he comes at you, he doesn't seem to be living. Then he bites your friend in half. The ocean turns red. And you hear that screaming, and then you know that shark's alive. Right, who fancies a sing song? Oh, yeah, let's keep the atmosphere going, eh? You might want to work on your patter if you're going to become a cabaret singer. I know a good song. One, two, three, four, five. Once I caught a fish alive. I hate this song. Don't worry, we'll help you with the bigger numbers. Come on, all together now. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, then I let it go again. Why did you let it go? Because it bit my friend in half. <laughs> there were bits of him floating all around me. And there was yeah. blood everywhere. All right, let's sing something else. How about that? Show me the way to go home. I'm tired and I want to go to bed. I had a little drink about an hour ago. I stop, stop, right stop. Sorry. Look, you clearly don't know the tune, Quint. Maybe you shouldn't play along. He's here. Right. All hands on deck. As the pervert said at the back of Grove Convention. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at the size of him. He's a big one, all right. And a killer. You're telling me, where the hell did it get that gun from? Look! Look, it's jumped on the back of the boat and it's causing it to slope at a funny angle and Quince and Danger are sliding into its mouth. I'll tell you what, I hope we get that BBC One deal soon. This sketch will definitely be better on the telly. <laughs> oh, God help me! I'm going to be eaten alive because the shark has landed on the back of the boat and it's caught. Don't worry, we've explained that! Ah! Oh, my God, he's eating Quint! Quick! Throw an air canister in his mouth, we'll blow him up! What about Quinn? You'll never fit one in his mouth! Hurry up! Oh, 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 oh. Good shot! 
Oscar Delta Tango and all that nonsense. Do you read me? Who's that? This is the Coast Guard. Is the Coast still there? Yes. You're doing a great job. <laughs> Did you get him? You know the big, nasty, angry fish? Yes, but there's not much left of the boat. How soon can you pick us up? Let's have a think. It's double Hollyoaks special tonight, so I reckon I'll be with you around midnight. Come on, we'll swim. Shame about Quint. It was a difficult choice, but we were caught between two stools. Talking of which... Well, that'll teach us to swim off the coast of Blackpool. <laughs> this shark, he's definitely dead, isn't he? Of course he is. It's just that I'm sure I can hear him playing that double bass again. <laughs> I'm gonna find ya. I'm gonna get you, get you, get you, get you one way or another. I'm gonna win ya. I'm gonna get you, get you, get you, get you, get you one way or another. I'm gonna see ya. I'm gonna meet ya, meet ya, meet ya, meet you one way. Baby, next week I'm gonna meet ya. I'll meet ya. I'll meet ya. You've been listening to The Lee Mack Show with Lee Mack, Jason Byrne and Angela McHale with music from Steve Brown, Mark Ellis, Kevin Powell and Nick Johnston and this week's special musical guest, Andy Bell. It was written by Lee Mack, Paul Carenza and Simon Evans and produced by Will Saunders. One way or another, I'm gonna find you. I'm gonna get you, get you, get you, get you one way or another, I'm gonna meet you. I'll meet you, uh-huh.